Welcome to Health with Hashimoto's, a podcast for you if you are diagnosed with Hashimoto's, wondering if you might have thyroid problems, or you're at risk for this autoimmune issue because of genetics. Exhausted and overwhelmed, you long to feel like yourself again, but you don't know where to start. Welcome to the Exhausted Mom's Path to Whole Health. Hi, I'm Esther. I am a registered nurse, and after 17 years in emergency departments around the country, I grew fed up by the system that only looks at symptoms and slaps short-term band-aids on problems instead of helping people truly discover how to reclaim their health. I went back to school for holistic health, and I am here to help you discover your next step on your journey to whole health. Whole health is made up of body, mind, spirit, diet, and environment. Changes can be made in any of these areas to help you create better health. Each episode of this podcast will provide simple and true tips so that you could take action immediately. Let's dive in to today's topic. When you get a new diagnosis of any type, it is very common to have the first words that come out of your mouth be, what do I take for this? Because that is what we have been conditioned to ask in our culture, whether you live in the United States or Canada or Australia, Europe, it is common in Western medicine to give, quote, a pill for every ill. For everything that is wrong, we expect a pill to fix it. Now, this is what I call Western medicine. And it is, if you picture a tree, what this approach is doing is it is fixing the leaves. Now, of course, if you've ever had a plant in your house, you know that if the leaves start to turn brown, that is definitely a cry for help and you need to address it, but you don't address it at the leaf level. You go deeper, you go to the root level. I am pretty bad about watering my house plants and I've got one, it's in an awesome location as far as aesthetics, but as far as remembering to water it, not so much. And so I forget to water that one all the time until I see the leaves turning brown. And when they start to fall off, I'm like, oh yeah, I need to water that plant. I don't spritz water on the leaves. That's Western medicine. When something happens, when you get a diagnosis, when you have a symptom of something, Western medicine fixes the leaf. It fixes that symptom. Well, we know from having houseplants that we need to go deeper. Going deeper, figuring out the root causes, that is functional medicine. And I grew fed up working in the emergency department with just Western medicine. I would see people come in, even the same people come in over and over for the same problems because we didn't help them actually get better. We were treating the symptom instead of actually the root cause. So functional medicine goes deeper. And that's really what you want to look at when you're looking at Hashimoto's or when you're looking at any autoimmune condition. Because what happens is when your immune system starts to attack yourself, well, it just goes after the low-hanging fruit. And for many of us, that's the thyroid. We need to fix the immune system. And we can't do that with just a pill. So that's one of our first questions when we are diagnosed with Hashimoto's is what do I need to take? How do I fix this? So let's dive into the three things that everybody has to develop Hashimoto's or any autoimmune condition. There's three things. Number one, you have a genetic factor. 
a genetic predisposition. Now, that doesn't mean that you're going to get it. It doesn't mean that you're going to not get it. It means that you have the genes. Number two, you have a gut issue. In every autoimmune condition, there is a gut component. Whether that's leaky gut or some allergens, inflammation, there's always a gut component. And the third thing is there's always a trigger. Now, there's a lot of different types of triggers. Now, the more of number one or two you have, genetic predisposition or gut issue, the less triggers it takes. But in our world, we are bombarded by triggers. This is a list of triggers that I compiled um, from listening to one of my favorite podcasts, Synapse Snips, it's S-N-P-S. And they did a long podcast on thyroid and I got these eight triggers from their podcast. Uh, some of my other resources that I really love is uh, Isabella Wentz, thyroid pharmacist is her website. The eight triggers listed by Synapse Snips, and we're going to go through these in future podcast episodes. They are number one, and these are not in order of prevalence. Um, number one, stress. Two, low vitamin D levels. Three, hormone changes. Four, food reactions. Five, environmental chemicals. Six, blood sugar issues. Seven, iodine. Eight, infections of any kind. Now, within those eight things, there's a lot we can dig into. Just that number eight, infections of any kind. Well, you're looking at, you know, mold, bacteria, viruses. And when you're looking at blood sugar, highs and lows, there's so many different things. And that's why we're going to dedicate one podcast episode to each one of those eight, because there are different things that you can do for each one of those. And one of them might not be your trigger, but most likely... Out of those eight triggers and the other triggers that you can have for Hashimoto's, you probably have more than one. So when you ask, can I just take something? Well, we need to address those three initial things, the genetic factor, the gut issue, and the trigger. So the genetic factor, every gene in your body is more likely to go haywire, is more likely to do the bad thing if you've got inflammation. So you want to lower inflammation and oxidative stress in your body. What is oxidative stress? Excellent question. Picture a banana turning brown or apple turning brown. Picture the rust on a car. Those things are caused by oxygen. Oxygen is obviously really good. Without it, we die. But oxygen does cause some problems. And oxidative stress within your body is kind of like the browning of a banana or the rusting of a car, except it happens at a cellular level. Now, when you don't have healthy cells, you're not going to have healthy organs. When you don't have healthy organs, you don't have a healthy you. So we need to address inflammation and oxidative stress. Is there something you can take for it? Yes. Are there a lot of lifestyle things that you can do for that? Absolutely. You can take for that something called the NRF2 activator. It's a super powerful pathway within your own body. And as we age, it starts to turn off instead of on. When it's on, when it's activated, your body produces antioxidants that are a million times more powerful than anything you can eat. Your body is amazing. Your body has such powerful capabilities. And so when you activate that NRF2 pathway with five simple herbs, 
you're going to have amazing results in your body. Their research on these products shows us that within 30 days, your oxidative stress levels in your body go down 40%. So when you're talking about lowering inflammation and making that genetic stuff happier, NRF2 is amazing. So what about the gut issue? There's a lot of things that we need to do for the gut. But the first thing I want to ask you is, are you pooping every day? If you're not pooping every day, that is the number one thing that you need to address. And please do not address it through laxatives or something like Miralax. You need to address it with movement. You need to address it with fiber. You need to address it with lots of water. Water and fiber have to be balanced out. Otherwise, if you have too much fiber, you're going to get constipated. Those are some things, but you came to this episode to see if there's like a pill you can take, right? As far as the gut goes, you can take probiotics. And there are so many probiotics on the market, tons and tons and tons. We're learning more about probiotics every single year. More research comes out and you probably have a favorite brand of probiotic. If you don't, there is one that I really love. I've been looking at probiotics for over a decade. I've been talking to people about the health of their gut, talking to people about their immune function and the role that probiotics play during cold and flu season. Probiotics are phenomenal for your health. So if you're not yet taking a probiotic, that is one simple thing you can do to help. Is it going to fix your leaky gut? Is it going to fix your gut issues? No, we have more work to do on that. But can it help? Yes. So a probiotic is another thing that you can take. Again, this is not curing anything. We're just helping your body to do what it needs to do. And then the third thing we listed, I listed eight triggers, right? A lot of those triggers come down to little gaps in your diet or in what you are obtaining from the world around you, like vitamin D. So hopefully you have your vitamin D level checked and you can approach that as needed. I did a series of reels or shorts on Instagram and YouTube all about vitamin D. And in that, I said that there's different panels, different recommendations from like the endocrinologist society, the functional medicine people, the Western medicine people. And looking at all of those, for me, I know that I want my vitamin D levels around 80 that is what I have looked at the research and I have looked at the different people's recommendations and I said, that is what I want. So that's what I am aiming for. Your doctor, your endocrinologist, your expert might have a different number for you. But most of us, when we get our vitamin D levels checked, it's too low. So that is another thing. Can I just take something? How about some vitamin D? Another common trigger in those eight were other nutrient deficiencies. And so when you go to the pharmacist or the health food store or whatever, you're going to see bottles of things for your thyroid. And often those have a lot of the nutrients that we are deficient in. Selenium is one. But for a lot of the micronutrients, we know that we have gaps. In the United States, we have this thing that's super outdated. It's called the RDA, the Recommended Daily Allowance. And it was created to keep people from getting really bad things like scurvy. 
if you hit the RDA, if you get 100% of the hard, the RDA, you are getting a D. Now in school, I didn't want a D. A D is to keep you from failing. That's the RDA. I wanted A's or B's, whatever I was willing to work for. I did not want a D. A D was not acceptable. Well, the RDA is to get you a D. It's to keep you from failing. Unfortunately, a lot of people in our culture do not even hit 100% in the RDA. So is there something you can take? Yeah, you can fill those micronutrient gaps. So when I was looking at all the products, I was overwhelmed and I just bought the easiest one. Like it says thyroid, awesome. Because on day one, week one, even month one, I was overwhelmed. And now I've had some time to look at the different products. I realized that the one supplement on the market with antioxidants and minerals that I've known about for almost 20 years is the best in the United States, the best in North America, according to independent researchers. Um, it's still the best. And whether you're looking at thyroid or whether you're looking to plug the gaps in your diet overall, it's the best. So the USANA Cell Essentials, it's great for plugging the gaps. So what I take is in the morning, I activate my pathways. I activate that NRF, NRF2 pathway. I activate my NRF1 pathway. I've talked to you about the thyroid is like the spark plug to get your cells going, right? Well, the spark plug works on the mitochondria. The mitochondria are the energy production parts of your cells. And so NRF1 helps with that mitochondria. And of course, with Hashimoto's, Number one symptom is fatigue. If you want to combat that, you need to address the mitochondria as well as a lot of things. So in the morning, I activate my own pathways. I activate my NRF2 pathway. I activate my NRF1 pathway. I do that with something called the dual synergizer. So that's super simple, right? I also take a couple of things like omega-3s because I don't get enough of those in my diet. And then in the evening, if you can remember to take supplements, breakfast, lunch, and supper, you can divide this up, breakfast, lunch, and supper. But in then in the evening, I take my micronutrients to plug the holes in my diet to make sure that I'm getting everything that I need. So that is my approach. And I want to say up front, you cannot take them together. The NRF1 pathway activator and the NRF2 pathway activator are very, very sensitive. And if you break the recipe, if you break the synergy, you're going to basically waste your money. It's not going to work. Think of somebody's wonderful recipe for a sauce. You can't add like too much salt and get the right recipe. It's going to affect everything. You're not going to want to eat it, right? The same thing is with those activators. You have to keep them in synergy. So I do not take anything else with the activators because I don't want to break the synergy. I don't want to waste my money and my effort. I want what I'm taking to actually work. So in the morning, I activate my pathways. And in the evening with supper, then I take those micronutrients, especially because when you go to bed and when you're sleeping, that's when your body is healing and restoring and doing all the work. So I want to make sure that it has the building blocks that it needs to be able to do that. In summary, you asked, is there something I can just take for my thyroid? The answer is no. There's a lot we need to do, and we're going to dive into that in future episodes, but the answer is also yes. There are some things that we can do. So activating your pathways, taking a good probiotic, and then filling those micronutrient gaps. 
I will have links in the show notes so that you can purchase any of these so you can get started because of course, simple is sustainable. We have a lot of work to do to help our thyroids, to help our immune systems, but simple is sustainable. And these are some simple ways to get started. If you're interested in why I recommend the USANA Cell Essentials over other brands of multivitamin, I am happy to point you to a blog article I wrote a while back all about what I look for in a brand, what I look for in a supplement, and what I look for in general. So you can check that out over on my blog. That is thewholeyou.care. I will also have a link in the show notes. Hey friend, I hope you loved today's episode. If you want to continue on a path to health, come join my program, Abundant Energy for the Weary Mom, where you will cut through the overwhelming information and follow a simple and sustainable path toward health. With support and encouragement, you will work in a strategic order to gain fast results that stick so that you can experience each day fully and make a positive impact on your family and everyone you encounter. Please help others find this show by rating and reviewing it in your podcast app or by sharing a screenshot of today's episode in your social media stories. Be sure to tag me on Instagram. You can find me at esthery.rn. This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. Please be sure to discuss any concerns and plans with your trusted healthcare professional.